For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Oh What a Night. I'm joined today by Hunter Godson, Jude Summerfield, Sean Walsh, and Flav from The Fighting Cock. Flav, thanks so much for being with us. Um, but I do want to just caveat the intro by saying that you basically brought that the entire operation down by reminding us that we've named our, our podcast after something that no longer <laughs> takes place. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's perfect, isn't it? It's perfect because this is a Spurs podcast. And, um, and, and, and what you've done is, is something incredibly Spursy. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm for, I, I, I don't mind that term. It's something like I own now. Mm. Um, like Spurs, yeah, we, we ask, you know, this, this is something that is associated with a football club. You can let it hurt you or you can use it as warmth and comfort. And, and yeah. that's what I do. I settle down thinking we're going to fuck this up every single <laughs> <laughs> And I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'll I come did. to terms with that. Spursy, Spursy is something, if you, if you don't use it for, for positive, it can ruin you because it happens. So the one that w- always sticks, like, is in my brain, ingrained in my brain. So I used to live right by the Emirates and I lived with two different, two Arsenal fans and they'd gone to the game last day of the season where we only needed to, I think, draw with Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, and we got Tonk 5-1. And I could hear the Emirates uh, from my bedroom. I could hear the Emirates singing, they've done it again. And oh. and then my, all of my mates came back. They were all at the game, 10 of them, season ticket holders, and were just banging on my window that was on the front, front of the front of the road. I was like, this will never leave my memory. This that is Spursy. <laughs> I, I, so I, I, can, I can fully appreciate that because I grew up literally a minute from where you used to live. Mm. And, uh, and, I, and, that, and that's why I hate them so much. <laughs> um, but we would li- we'd be sometimes having a barbecue in the garden or whatever, and, and we'd be listening... And you can hear them. And the best one was the last game of the season against Crystal Palace. Or was it Brighton? Brighton. Uh, they lost 3-1. Mm. Is that right? Oh, I think God. it might be who the was laugh- game Who was laughing to- as they Basuma went off? But you can hear it. You can hear it. And, and, and it's amazing 
how for most of the game you wouldn't even know there was a stadium over there that had 60,000 people in there. It's incredible. They really are the most plastic, weird little football club full of strange, strange, strange people to support them. Honestly, as successful as they've been over the years, I wouldn't change Tottenham for the world if it meant it would be anything like them. Lovely little Spursy. Uh, that did... The thing is, though, I think because of all of that, that's why the game against Chelsea felt so nice, you know, to, to defend, to dig in, to eventually sort of turn it around and then win on penalties just felt the antithesis of what, what Spurs are all about. I, I know I went big on it, Sean, last week, but um, but it did actually feel like that was a bit of a tipping point, didn't it? Or a bit of a, a transition moment. It definitely didn't feel like a League Cup fourth round game. It felt <laughs> bigger than that, especially because that week lasted forever, didn't it? It started with the Sunday against, the, against Newcastle, which was long in itself, and then we had the two midweek games, and then the Man United game, and that was like that was like a million years ago now. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's a completely different universe, but it was yeah, it was a almost kind of transcendent moment in our season where we dug in deep in a game that we were meant to be throwing supposedly, yeah, and it's completely changed the way that we're viewing the season after the international break like <laughs> all the talks about can Spurs go for the title now you wouldn't yes. have said that after yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's all about though isn't it yeah I, I, I love how quickly things change and because of the international break basically it's been like a crescendo I feel like it's a little bit like you know when you've gone out for a couple of drinks and the night's getting better and better and better <laughs> and then you have one too many Jaeger bombs and it falls off a cliff I feel like that's what, what basically what Flav described when we were off air where he feels like he's gone too far now the other way and thinks we're going to throw it against West Ham <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm still very much in that really sweet boozy spot where like journeys just come on and you're like belting it out like a complete loser at 3am yeah flab's reached about 4am and he's on his way home <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. i'm just like the lights have just come on like the yeah. the like daylight you can hear the birds cheeping you've caught a glimpse of yourself in the in the bathroom haven't you like you've yeah. gone for it gone to the toilet and just caught a glimpse of yourself like oh and the, and the reality is is that I've, i have had that so many times in my life and i do struggle with it to this day but yeah I'm, I'm at this situation now where I'm thinking it all is too comfortable we're all feeling a little bit too confident we've got the best forward line potentially in world football and we you know we know we've been here before we know mm. what happens and what we need to do what we need to do is let go of this negativity because we can't control anything the way I feel in my heart about what might happen against West Ham has no bearing on what will actually happen yeah which is will probably get done. No. 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 We'll be alright. We'll be alright. We'll Don't stop believing. <laughs> Jude, where where have you? Sat? I mean, have you enjoyed the international break? You're really serene and calm looking. I should say we're, we're on Zoom at the same time. Mm. Jude looks very very chilled. Like I I'm sort of a bit all over the place with Tottenham at the moment. Well, we've sat in an office together, Hainsey. You know what I'm like. I'm relatively easy. I'm not an angry man. You get just excited a chilled out day, entertainer. But, you know, I'm pretty, yeah, I'm just pretty much fine. Yeah, I'm just happy with how things um, all, all came together in that mad week. Um, yeah. There is sort of that needling doubt that's in the mind now that things have gone well. <laughs> come up and, but you know that's just that's just the natural pessimism of the Spurs fan, isn't it? That's just 
That's how we roll. Mm. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I'm relaxed. I'm always relaxed with you guys. You're a lovely bunch. <laughs> Can I just ask for, for all, all of the uh, people that are listening to this that have no idea what's just gone on, what is Jude not a relaxed human being generally? He's no. an incredibly chill guy, but I would say that Tottenham is probably the one thing that has the capability to move him from a state of just complete, chilled out, lovely, oh, friendly, like... Lovely, friendly, to an aggressive psychopath, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As with most of us, I'd say, to be honest. Mm. That's the only yeah. time... That's I- my girlfriend won't, doesn't like watching games with me. She's like, you're just a you're a weirdo. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you know, this is the real me. <laughs> ben, Ben, since you're like basically the only fan that's allowed at Spurs home games now, do you get like proper angry and emotional when you're there? I, 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 do you know what? I have to, this is really, really funny. I've, I realised very quickly that you just can't go too big because people can hear every word you say. So yeah. I started, like, I I was really getting quite irate over a couple of decisions recently. And then realised, I was like, that can actually have the impact of, like, it can reach the pitch. People can genuinely <laughs> hear you. you, know, you, you it's no longer just a case of you're one of 30,000 people screaming. It's, it's just you yelling directly at the pitch. So I've sort of toned it down, but I think... Um, everyone that's come as a guest so far has kind of been quite instinctive with it. So mm. they've just screamed and gone mental and then they can hear themselves. And it's like what Hunter just said. You don't sound like yourself when you're watching football. You sound yeah. like a madman. You sound like an absolute psychopath. And you sort of reach pitches and levels voice-wise that you just shouldn't really go to. It's, <laughs> it's, it's quite an ugly sound <laughs> that you make when you're watching the game. Yeah, I remember... <laughs> I remember the first time going uh, during the World Cup. I was working at four four two, and none of them had really been been to to see a game with me. And we were in the pub, and I was loose. Do you know the Tunisia game? Like one all with about oh like, yeah thirty seconds to go. <laughs> I, I fully lost it. Like top off, pint pint <laughs> everywhere. Like <laughs> fully. Like, they were like, "Who who are you?" Like we thought you were quite calm, but you're clearly just a bit of a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> it's always when it gets that point. I mean, I've got. I remember going to watch um, Tottenham play. I think after we'd signed Sergei Rebrov, and I'd gone with my my uncle and my dad, and I remember seeing my uncle just lose his mind when Rebrov lost the ball for the seventh time in the first <laughs> half an hour. He just turned around and went, "You useless." Chicken! <laughs> where, where did where where did that come from? Like you're yeah. such a serene and calm guy, and yet this 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 poor lad that's just rocked up to the Premier League, really off the back of Shevchenko having been a very good player. Mm. Like he's rocked up, he doesn't really know his environment, and you are quite prepared to sit a hundred rows back and just berate him <laughs> consistently now for when, the next hour. When sorry, if I can ask a question, uh, if I can be so no, no, bold, mate, what? jump on in. What um? Where, where, can you can you pinpoint a moment where you did lose yourself at Spurs watching them play, where you just thought that isn't me, and and not and not just like lose yourself in in it could be aggressive, but sometimes your emotions became got, got the better of you, because I've got one in my mind. Why it, it, to give you a chance to think when um Spurs played Real Madrid at Wembley, uh, and just probably the season after we were at our very best. I can't remember what it was. Two thousand seventeen maybe at Wembley. <laughs> Uh, it was a, I think it was a group stage and we went 3-0 up and when when Ericsson scored that goal 
I just had my hands in the air and I was staring at the pitch and I could feel my, like tears, tears streaming <laughs> down my face. <laughs> and my brother grabbed me, turned me around and I looked like a four-year-old kid who'd, <laughs> lost, who'd had his, his biscuits taken away from him. I was just sobbing. I could, and, and it's one of only, I think, three times in my life that I've cried at football. One when when Arsenal beat us in '93. The other one when Mark Crosley saved to to go to put us out of the League Cup in 2001, maybe. Mm. And this time, where I just, I'm like, I was. It was like a, a like a realization, an acceptance that Tottenham are great. We've just <laughs> beaten Real Ronaldo's Real Madrid. <laughs> yeah, that was not only beating them, smashed them, and and I couldn't control the emotions. It was it was a time when football removed my ego and removed everything and just said just enjoy yourself and do what you want to do in this instance yeah it's very and, existential and was, isn't it yeah and it was cry my eyes out as it happens so that just, that that moment is uh, you do yeah so it is existential you set your spot on it just you, you aren't in in your body i mean i think the one that the obvious one lucas mora for me is uh, i I had t-shirt off, trousers off, running around the house. My girlfriend <laughs> shouted at me. I'm crying. I was just like, I couldn't believe. Like it was. If she's someone had, crying. If someone had walked in, no, she's shouting at me to put my put my trousers. Off. I don't know why taking my clothes off goes straight to my head, but it just does. Uh, she's she's shouting at me like, put your clothes back on. I'm like just. But I'm just imagine if someone was just looking through the window at that moment. It's just me. That's up such and a down caveman reaction. <laughs> yeah, I really must is. be naked. I'm. I must now be naked. Just get the, this. Is holding me back. Get these trousers off. Yeah, get everything off. You're like you're like party boy from Jackass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just goes into come, goes into like electrical shops and turns on the Lucas Mora goal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you do come across quite laid back. You know. You know. You. I don't know. You just have that that aura about you, Anna. Like, this is what's great about football. Is it reduces you to being just a lump of maleness. Mm. Just, just <laughs> it brings out any Neanderthal in you. And yeah, and, and, and the same thing when you're playing West Ham, when you're going, walking down the old, the high road and, 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 the, and the park lane as it was, mm. and you're playing Arsenal or West Ham and you're, um, you're behaving in ways that if your employer saw you <laughs> or your missus was with you, they would be disgusted. The shit, I was, the shit I've screamed at other people that I probably would respect if I met them in everyday life. Terrible. I saw a man when Spurs when Spurs <laughs> when Spurs came when Spurs were playing Arsenal, North London Derby, Sol Campbell's first game. There was a man who threw his shoe at the at the bus. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the day he only had one shoe. He lost himself. So good. So good. I think I think Shawnee and Jude actually, did you have one like a, a time when you've gone full kind of meltdown and I actually can't take this anymore? It's probably the Ajax game where I was watching it in the pub with my dad, and I was like, it was like, because you know, you know when you watch that goal back, it's like in slow motion, isn't it? Like the shot from Lucas, there's, you're thinking no way that's creeping yeah. in, and it just it goes under Nana's arm. <laughs> I remember cause my dad was like standing in front of me, I was just kind of like, kind of like for a minute choke. Off, off. <laughs> <laughs> like, RKO. Was, like, so, like, shocked me, was, like. I just slowly leads you to the ground saying shh I never I never (laughs) before that but those three well what is it those month that month before the Champions League final I couldn't I couldn't recover in obviously I I drove down to the Champions League final in 
in a motorhome. Uh, and and I, was, I cried like twice on the way down. I was so <laughs> emotional <laughs> with what was happening. I was like, this is just... I just couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle the, 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 the moment. I couldn't handle... Uh, it also didn't help that we broke the beds in the motorhome night one so i slept on the floor of a motorhome for like five nights straight <laughs> but yeah. Well, how did, yeah how did you break the beds no sleep whatsoever oh, you, just you, you wish it was that. an interesting answer yeah, when in, in fact it was me and three other blokes uh two of which were liverpool fans i'd never met before in their 60s so <laughs> nothing that nothing that adventurous just pissed and trying <laughs> to put them together <laughs> Let, let's not rule it out <laughs> Judy, what about you, mate? What what uh, what's your uh, that what's IX your moment? Game, that's kind of like yeah. yeah. Well, firstly, on that IX game, I'm still sort of very confused as to how I ended up working <laughs> the late shift on that night, considering it was a Champions League semi final, second leg for Spurs, and we had about five or six other people who could have done it. <laughs> and yeah. I'm just I'm just very very grateful, right, that the tape from the office. Um, that we work in it's not like leaked out or anything like that it was like full on I'm up I'm sprinting across the room and everything do you reckon it still exists oh shit no I actually have to do work on this as well I need to find the CCTV I really hope not no I yeah no I paid the guy off on the uh, on the door so it was fine Um, aside from that yeah (laughs) aside aside from that I'd say um, the uh, the 2-1 Arsenal win in 2015 I think that was my second North London derby. It was like I'd seen my first one in, in a League Cup tie earlier that season where Flamini scored twice. <laughs> very anticlimactic. But um, when when Kane scored that header, we had like the yeah, we had like the perfect view for the Kane header and it just came like right towards us over um, David Ospina and I was there with my dad and I was like punching him and everything and I'm not you know I'm not one to lose myself too much but I was like grabbing him and shaking like this 50 year old man going like fucking come on <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh god it's just a, the moment for me it's the weirdest the weirdest collection of words that you throw together as well I think that's part of what makes it so ludicrous I think my exactly I think my weirdest one is the uh yeah, like I was watching Spurs Man City when we won 2 0. I think they scored an own goal, and I think Son scored. And I just remember it being so good just across the board. We were like pressing, and Walker and Rose at the peak of their powers, when Yama and Dembele, and just everything coming together. And I remember this, this I stood next to this little kid, and he was just looking at me like, you weirdo, because I was just standing there going, oh. Oh, oh, just not re- not really saying anything, but just almost sort of like hitting midnight because the press was so good, so <laughs> bloody embarrassing. Uh, God, that press was good. To be fair, it was so good. That press that was good. just frightening. Um, we should come and talk a little bit about West Ham this weekend. Otherwise, we'll just do this all day. We'll just we sit really here could. and just enjoy talking about yeah. the about the the best of the best of the past. Um, so. We'll do good, bad, and ugly, and beautiful about uh, about West Ham this weekend. So the good stuff is, I suppose we we'll save Gareth for beautiful. But the mm-hmm. good to enjoy, I suppose, first up is that we come into this in really, really good form. You probably wouldn't so far touch wood, and I hope I don't jinx this. At the moment, it seems like there's no disasters from the international break, doesn't it? Unless I've missed anything. Anyone uh, seen anything? Eric Dyer's uh, pulled out today. Hasn't he? And Harry Kane has has 
muscle fatigue, but is apparently playing 90 minutes tonight, which is kind. If that happens, I'll be, I'll be a bit pissed off because really, who cares? Well, I mean, Gareth Southgate cares. He said he's he's 100 percent fit. That's what he said. Okay, well, look, if he plays and he's 100% fit, fine. I just, um, I remember that during our first game of the season against Everton and Harry Kane got 95 minutes in the week before we played Everton. I can't remember who we were playing. And I just, and he came in and he looked, he looked, he looked good, but he looked just slightly tired by the end. And I was like, we, England have got loads of good strikers at the moment. Give Danny Ings a half, give Cavett Lerner a half. Um, but yeah, I think you're right, Hainsey. It doesn't look like there's been any any big injuries, and and from what I've heard, Son stayed at the training ground with Vinicius and Bale. They've all linked up and and sort of have been working together. Lucas Moura, I don't think it was called up either to the Brazil squad, so he's been there as well. So from a good side, a lot of our attacking players, bar maybe Harry Kane, have been at the training ground getting to know each other for two weeks, and that's that can only be a good thing, right? Absolutely. Any, any, any more on on the kind of good front, lads? Oh, Go on, Shawnee. Something about the Kane thing, but it's not a good thing. Not <laughs> the most spurgy thing. Is, you know what the most spurgy thing is going to be about Kane, isn't it? He's gonna. So we're playing Denmark tonight, right? He's gonna somehow end up in a foot race with Ericsson, and who's gonna be sprinting for the first time in like five years? And Kane's gonna pull up and he's gonna tear his hammy again. <laughs> or Hoiberg's gonna two foot him or something. I had. I don't know if I should say this because I don't want to speak things into reality. But I had a dream last night. This is how entrenched I am in the plight of Harry Kane's <laughs> international career, is that he, um, he had, uh, there was a bad challenge on his leg and he, he had a really, really, really bad, I mean, it was bad, like a bad, bad injury. Like, like, You're talking forget, it into existence. <laughs> I am, aren't I? Like, just, let me get it out. It was, it was like, forget football, will he ever walk again? Type right, okay. Bad injury. And, and, uh, I'm and actually like, touching wood. What, I'm, I'm touching pieces of wood around now to make sure this doesn't come true. <laughs> it's nonsense, isn't it? It's my stupid fucking brain. Sorry, I swear. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, of course. Stupid, my stupid brain, um, like creating the worst kind of scenario. Hmm. And um, it's something that I've been working on, boys. So um, you know, don't don't worry about me or anything. Like that, <laughs> well, now you've done. Yeah, that, no. Regvion, <laughs> Regvion apparently had a dead leg. That was the only other thing. Although was was, I was worried about that. very highly rated last night, I was reading a master review of his performance, and apparently he was brilliant again last night. Despite them losing one 0 he he was ranked very well. So the Did guy, the he, guy looks he, proper. He made eight challenges, uh, eight tackles, more than any other Premier League player this season. He's played one game. Did you hear, um, see that? I haven't seen that, but the Madness. guy, the guy, the guy really do, has been breaking records all over the place. How we've managed him. to swindle it is absolutely amazing. This. Isn't that incredible? When you, you sort of think that that's like a really desirable, highly rated, m- really high ceiling fullback, particularly left back, because they're in short supply. There's not loads of them. It's not like the right back situation for England. Like left back. The, the fact that we've gone out and got him is amazing. Yeah, I mean, the, the buyback clause is, has is something that I think a lot of big teams wouldn't, bigger teams wouldn't have gone for. But the, the truth of the matter is if if Mourinho gets two years out of him and we win a couple of trophies, I don't think anyone will care if if then Madrid buy him back for, what is it, 48 million euros or something. I, I won't care. At, at this point, it's like, let's just get two great years out of him if that's what's going to happen. I do, I do feel like we will be disappointed when he leaves for 45 million. But... <laughs> yeah. But if we are, then that means that he's really impacted our side in a positive way. 
Yeah. And you take it. You take it absolutely because we. I, I thought it was a, it was a master trick. I, I, I think if the only way that that we were going to get him to sign for us was to agree a buyback clause, but in in in, in this position of uh, in Tottenham being a transitional sense in that we've bought a lot of players, even though we look good, we are in a status of transition again. To have a player of his quality that we can that we can, you know, push Davies with and ensure that he's playing at the top of his game can only be a good thing. Mm. And out of all the positive stuff that Reg brings to us in these next 18 months to two years, we get 20 million profit out of it at the end. Mm. So even if he's worth 80 million at the end of it, it's still worth doing, in my opinion. I'm glad we got it. So let's go on to the, the bad stuff. Shawnee or Jude, have either of you had to sit and watch West Ham's recent upturn in form? And have you been impressed by what they've done in terms of the way they've mixed things up a bit? Yeah, I was on shift when they beat Leicester 3-0 just for the international break. Um, they looked surprisingly competent. They mm. looked like they got a real system. They're playing three at the back. Um, I think the caveat to that is it is literally West Ham and that can't last forever. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess that might work in our favour. But I think cause Leicester were quite blunt that day as well. Like They were out of ideas. And I think, you know, like we said, if we come back with pretty much clean bill of health, will have enough options to give them real problems. But it, it's it's going to be a little bit different to the West Ham side that came to us last year because I think going into that game, it was, we were feeling it was like the worst game ever because we weren't in particularly good form either. Mm. Um, but yeah, they've got potential to cause us problems. I think Antonio going up against Sanchez or Dyer or Toby will give me a bit of a worry, but I, I just think now we've got so much firepower that it, it shouldn't matter really. Well, they played against Wolves and Leicester, didn't they? And I don't think either Wolves or Leicester were particularly impressive. Mm. Um, I mean, Wolves were absolutely shocking, and Leicester were too. Um, I think it's I think it's like a fascinatingly poised game, to be honest, because we've we've spoken quite a lot about how Spurs do have this issue with breaking down teams who just sit back and just yeah. say, right, break us down. And if like West Ham produce a similar performance to the one the ones that they did against Wolves and Leicester. Um, then it could be quite tricky, and we're going to have to look to like Ndombele and Lacelso to make sure they're carrying the ball forward and finding those key passes. Um, or maybe Gareth starts and he just bangs one in from thirty yards. No, so that's the hope. Um, yeah, I think it's it quite. It could be quite a good sort of barometer of, of what Spurs might be able to achieve this season if they can get this result and then keep stringing them, stringing those results together. Um, they can get one over a rather pesky. West Ham side I think it's a, it's, a, it's a good start Moyes back in the dugout this fi- that's a great <laughs> sign that is, that is that's exactly what I want to hear because yeah. Alan Irvine is the most underrated coach in world football it has to be that, that, um, yeah. honestly like they, they've got the board have got to be looking at him going fucking hell should we just get Irvine in <laughs> that is ridiculous no yeah. one expected them to beat both of those sides and both of those sides by the way are challenging Tottenham for top four top three this yeah. year or you know, or the league, if we're going to be that adventurous. So th- th- those those are two massive results. Maybe he is the jewel in the crown, well, not crown, but like, I don't know how you describe West Ham. Diamond in the rough. <laughs> the the yeah, jewel yeah, in the bowler hat. Diamond. I wouldn't say jewel or diamond. Really. I'd <laughs> okay. say a quid a on the street. Of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it. Alan Irvine is West Ham's quid on the street. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, Judy, I think you put it right. I think Antonio's going to be, uh, he, he looks in 
amazing form. I, I'm a big fan of of Jared Bowen as well. I think he he's a he's a really smart bit of business. West Ham don't do a lot of smart business, um, but Jared Bowen from the from the Championship. Um, I just thought he was a brilliant player. I know he's linked with Spurs a bit, and I was kind of at the time I was a bit annoyed that we didn't go after him. But look, um, I think we'll have to be careful of them. I think they found a good duo in Suchek and Rice. I think both of them sitting sitting in the midfield create a real hard sort of shield in front of the the back three that that will have to be quite invented to get through. But all of this comes down to the fact, like 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 we said before, we've got Harry Kane, Son, and arguably maybe Gareth Bale, and then. If Lacelso is playing, which he hasn't gone away of international duty either, we should have enough to do with West Ham. That's just the the matter of it these days. I think that's the overriding the overriding feeling, isn't it? Is that you sort of look at it on paper and you think this has this feels like another Newcastle, doesn't it? We should have enough to beat West Ham, and it's just about which version of us turns up, isn't it? And which version of them? Because I've seen West Ham turn up at Spurs and play much, much better than they've been playing for weeks before that. Didn't they got the first win at the R Stadium last last season? Yeah, God, that feels like a million years ago now. And then Antonio did his little dance. So yeah, look, we've we've seen it happen. Uh, I, I, I I'm glad we're going in with the form we're in. Where make it, it? I'm I'm confident. That's what, I'm quietly confident. I'm never confident, as you lot will know <laughs> very well. Just a so, quick, yeah, I just want to quickly touch back on Alan Irvine for a sec because this is a man who took charge of about six months worth of top flight games in his life and already has a win at White Hart Lane under his belt with West Brom when I was there. And it was but, a game. So. Which one was which one was that, Shawnee? Um, in Potter's first year, we lost one 0 home to West Brom. It was the week before we drew with Arsenal at the Emirates. Yeah, and that was okay. like the, the doom and gloom, and it was like, oh, we're going to get absolutely smashed. <laughs> I, fe- I felt like every every game that season was 1-0 against West Brom, wasn't it? Like, I've just felt like we played West Brom about 50 times. I definitely went to I went to a lot of West Brom games that were Stoke oh, games yeah. and Stoke games that were West Brom games. I remember the one where Deli Alley got sent off. For, that was West um, Brom, wasn't it? Yeah, what was his name, Punching that record, guy? Yeah. Yeah. That that oh, that was God, when the top yeah. four was slipping away from us, I think, and yeah, it was a, a mess of a game. I think we scored a goal, deflected goal. Yeah, so glad we'll get to play that West Brom at this point this season. That, that wasn't top four. That was the league. That <laughs> oh, was, was that the league? league? Yeah, that was the league. I'm yeah. just getting mixed up now. So I mean, much yeah, yeah, it's, it's all miserable defeat. Yeah, all ends in tears. I'm gonna skip on the uh, I'm gonna skip on the ugly because I don't think we need to do it. I think we're yeah, being relatively optimistic. Let's do beautiful and let's talk Gareth Bale. What is the thing that you're most looking forward to about seeing Gareth Bale back in that Spurs side? Whether it's from the bench or whether it's him starting, which I, I doubt is the case. But what's the thing that you're like, oh, I can't wait to see that. Can I, start? I, I feel like the, just to, what I want to see is him roast a player with his pace because that's the Gareth Bale that I remember. And I've not tracked his career at all at Real Madrid. As soon as he leaves, any player leaves Tottenham is dead to me. And, and I will not watch their football. I don't want them to do well. I know I know he won some cups over there. And done all that. <laughs> but, but he's back. And I want that. I want I want the old Gareth Bale. But the, 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 I know I understand football enough to know that that's not what we're getting as a 31-year-old. But if you look at the goals he scored for Spurs, and I've been doing a lot of that. I've been looking at the compilations on YouTube. And um, especially Spurs goals. And a lot of them weren't about pace. It was about um, positional understanding. It was about having that talent to create space for yourself. 
to uh, engineer an opportunity to shoot a goal. Mm. And if he's still got that, which I'm sure he has, and uh, and it isn't reliant on him just attacking that left wing because he's likely to play on the right, then I think we're going to see everything that we hope we 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 would. And the mm. only the only thing that's stopping us from enjoying every quality moment that Gareth Bale still has in his career is is whatever injuries that he's gonna he's gonna have to face. Mm. But I feel like this is one of the most ha- as we walk towards it it's like I've got, I'm getting married next year right and I think I'm more excited about watching Gareth Bale play <laughs> <laughs> my missus is upstairs I'm going to yeah. get married <laughs> it would be it's so, so exciting good. it's like what more could you ask for it's incredible that he's back it would be so good that because his last touch against West Ham was that screamer at oh. Park. it would oh. be so good if like say he came on as a sub and his yes. first touch is another streamer. It would be <laughs> so beautiful. I would love that so much. Uh, that more than anything. The, I've, uh, the, the, the great thing is when a, when a player leaves a club, you can always get like a bra or two of how the players, the other players sort of talk about them as to... And the, the Real Madrid players, so the chat that's been coming out from them is that, you know, that they're losing an incredible player. They're not losing a player who's done. They're losing an incredible player who just didn't get along with the manager. And even even I think Casemiro said the other day, like on his day, Gareth Bale, one of the top five players in the world still. And this is a guy who played with him, you know, six months ago. They all well, know. So, where, sorry, this is these are quotables. These are things that have been said. That's real. what Casemiro said the other day. Yeah. Wow. You know, we aren't we aren't getting done, Gareth Bale. We're getting get and and. Gareth has said himself he plays his best football when he feels loved, right? And we've seen that for Wales, so which makes me excited, more and more excited to see this guy um, in a Spurs shirt. More and more Come excited on. to see him against West Ham. Uh, yeah, I've... that 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 video of him just slapping balls in for thirty seconds. Even that alone, I, th- I think I tweeted it. I tweeted, my head has gone. I watched it like 15 times. <laughs> I so hope I'm not talking it's too, it's too much, living. wasn't it? Yeah, it was amazing. It was, it was saying, just too much to, to like, you're actually watching out, watching on and just literally micro analyzing everything, every last bit of it. Mm. I quite enjoyed the tweet off the um, the fighting cock uh, account flap. Was that you? Uh, which one? He said something to the effect of "Be still, my beating." Yeah, that was me. Yeah, yeah. Be still, my beating. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, uh, it's, I can't believe. I can't believe that he's playing for us again. I just, I just can't get my head around it. Mm. And, and as Casemiro said, I've just figured it out now like, because Hunter said it. But as Casemiro said, he's incredible. And do you know what, Gooners. Like they're playing down this. They're playing this down. They're playing this down. Like, what? What do you think Gareth Bale's going to get you into the top four? Yeah, of course he is. <laughs> Gareth Bale. Like you, you're, all of them are blowing their beans all over the walls because they've signed a bloke. Oh, I didn't even know existed before they were linked to him. <laughs> I take that that might be my ignorance, and, and I accept. That. <laughs> but the fact is, he is a benefit to us. We've signed him. Daniel Levy's gone out and made it happen. Mm. And for that, I'm so excited. I'm so, so excited. So excited. There is a good chance, not a good chance, but a chance, that Spurs end the season with more trophies than Real Madrid this season, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out that Bale was the one holding the glue together there all along. Like, oh, they didn't God. win the Champions League for like 10 years till he turned up. They're winning them all when he's there. They won their like, first league titles in a few years. 
He comes here, he breaks our trophy duck, and Madrid finish like fourth or something. So what? What we need no, to tell what, me that's not going to happen. Sean, we actually need Real Madrid to <laughs> have a really. <laughs> we need we need Real Madrid to have a really good season. Yeah, we do. So that they don't fire Zidane, they don't yes. want Reg- Regilon back, and they don't want Bale back. That's what we need. <laughs> Bale's never everyone. going back, but Reg, Reg yeah. might. Reg, Reg might. Yeah, yeah, exactly. we, we need him to clean up. Yeah, yeah. Hala, Hala Madrid, or whatever it is. <laughs> Amazing. Right, look, on that wonderful note, I think we can end. Um, thank you so much to, to Hunter, to Jude, to Shawnee, um, and, to, and to Flav. So make sure you check out the Fight Got podcast. Make sure you check out Flav on, on Twitter as well. Um, it's a great pod, and and also as I as I mentioned earlier, there's some phenomenal uh, social content coming out there in terms of tweets as well, <laughs> that, that pretty much encapsulate what it is to be a Spurs fan at the moment. So make sure you check it out. Uh, subscribe you. if you haven't already. If you can drop us a review and a, and a rating, that would be very much appreciated. And we will be back for you on Tuesday or Wednesday of next week, where hopefully we've just absolutely destroyed West Ham. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.